Good morning and welcome to the JR8 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Haran. Um, and that song was Aaron Taus, or by Aaron Taus. The song was Control. Um, as we head into some action here around sports, we'll talk college football, NFL, and MLB today specifically. Um, I hope you guys had a good Christmas. Uh, I had a little break there. Um, but we're back at it today with another podcast. Um, Christmas weekend was really fun. I went and visited some family uh, in Iowa. Um, very fun. Saw them. Haven't seen them in a little bit because of COVID. So it was fun to see them again and have a little moment where we got to see people not having to worry about COVID. But um, now we head into New Year's. We got... New Year's Eve tomorrow and New Year's Day, obviously headlined by college football. Um, And I hope you guys all have a very fun New Year's Eve as well. Obviously, it's limited because of COVID, but we'll still find a way to have fun, of course. But we'll get right into it. We're going to start off with college football playoff. I'm going to make my picks for the semifinal. And then we'll get some injuries in that Rams-Cardinals game for the NFL. And we'll also go into Dwayne Haskins. And then we'll actually end it with some MLB with the Padres and what they've been doing. And we'll take a look at the Cubs as well with that Cubs-Padres trade with you, Darvish. But we'll start off with the college football playoff. Um, And yeah, we'll get into my picks. I won't pick the national championship yet because it's not set. But I'll just give an idea of what I think would happen with my national championship. Um, We'll get right into it. My gosh. First, we'll start off with Alabama versus Notre Dame, the one versus four matchup. And I mean, I don't think anyone really gives a shit about this one. I don't think this will be close. It already seems like such a lopsided game. And then you take into account Notre Dame's history in these past big games. I mean, we've obviously see, seen a Notre Dame Alabama national championship before this as well. And Alabama won that one very big. So it tends to be blowout losses for Notre Dame, and I don't think it'll be any different this game. Um, I think you look at the main differences in these teams, and I think it's coaching and talent. Um, I I mainly just look at the coaches. I say Nick Saban, and then you got Kelly. Who who do I think is going to win this game? I I'm saying if they had even teams, let's say let's say we acted like these two teams were the exact same, very close game. Who do I pick? I'm picking Alabama. I would pick Alabama. I think most people would. Now you take into account that Alabama is just built different this season. And, I mean, they like I've never seen a team like this. They're going to score at least 40 in this game, I think, um, which isn't saying a lot, I guess. I Maybe I'd go as high as 50, 55. Um, I think if you give Alabama this much time to game plan for someone, unless it's a team like Clemson, I fully expect them to score in the 50s. Um now, obviously, the strong suit for Notre Dame is their defense, but I think Alabama's offense is going to outplay that one anyways. I don't know what defense could stop them here. Um, yeah, I just don't think Notre Dame's defense matters when you have such a stacked team to go against. I mean, because if Alabama gets any part of their running game going, it's going to open up the pass game. You look at Alabama, who I think everyone expects this team to get two 50-yard touchdowns at least. I don't think Notre Dame has the ability to do that on offense. I think they'll have to get a lot of first downs to go down the field and score a touchdown. I don't expect that to happen every drive. Alabama at least has enough of a defense to stop them a few times. 
Um, and I don't think Notre Dame's defense is built to to beat a team like Notre Dame. I still just want to be a blowout. I actually wanted to look at the spread here. I'm going to bring it up on my phone. I I bet it's in the 20s, but I think I would probably still take Alabama to cover. Um, on this, I see Alabama minus 20, but sometimes the site is weird. So it also shows the over-under at 65 and a half. I'd, I wouldn't bet on it, honestly, but I, w- I would lean towards picking Alabama to cover. I wouldn't bet against them. I mean, it could be like 28-0 at half. They could, be up tw- they, could, they could score 28 in the first quarter. So I would bet Alabama in this game. Well, I bet it. I don't know. But we'll head into the second matchup here, which is a little more hyped up, between Clemson and Ohio State. We got a rematch of the last semifinal game in the last year that was very controversial with the fumble that was then called incomplete, which I just want to I want to say my thing, and I think I'm right on this. That was for sure a fumble. I don't think anyone can really make a good point on how that was not a fumble. And the fact that it was called the fumble on the field and then it was overturned and incomplete just blows my mind. Um, and that probably cost Ohio State the game. Would they still win? I can't really remember how late in the game that was. I think it was like third quarter, right? So, I mean, even if it counts, there's still a possibility they lost. But I I, I think Ohio State would have won that game if that's called a fumble. Obviously, it was returned for a touchdown. So, you basically take seven points off the board for Ohio State there. Um, now, looking into this game, because of that last game, I think Ohio State's going to be looking for revenge here. Um, and I expect them to come out strong. But I think the main thing I looked at first was these teams' schedules. Obviously, you can only play the schedule you're given. But I I look at these two teams, and you have Ohio State, who's played teams like Indiana and Northwestern and kind of struggled. We saw them only beat Indiana by seven. I mean, Indiana is a better team than I think people think. And we saw them um struggle against northwestern as well in the big 10 championship which i'm not saying indiana and northwestern are bad but then you take a look at clemson who's played notre dame twice now and even though i just talked about how notre dame i think will get absolutely blasted by alabama notre dame's still a good team it's mainly just because alabama is very good um so clemson's matchups against notre dame's i don't think ohio state has had any game near one like playing Notre Dame. Um, with that being said, I'm going to take Clemson in this one. I think you have to take into account that Trevor Lawrence can be unbelievable at times. I expect him to ball out. Fields can be unbelievable, but I think they're going to struggle with this being their first really big game this season. Uh, I mean, I kind of said one time, like I feel like teams are better off with losses early in the season. Like if you lose one game, early in the season to a major opponent, and then you come back and get in the playoff, that loss really helps build you. So I think it's going to hurt Ohio State that they have not played anyone. Um, But with that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State pulled off the upset. I think they definitely have a shot to win this one, kind of flying under the radar. Obviously, Dabo Sweeney has said a lot of stuff about how he thinks Ohio State shouldn't be in and Texas A&M should be. He even ranked Ohio State, I think, number 11 in the coaches poll, right? Which is insane. We've seen him get interviewed on that and talk more into it, and he definitely still stands by it. So I think that gives Ohio State another spark to go off of, including it being a revenge game. 
So I, I think Ohio State will come out here, but I think obviously Dabo Sweeney is going to want to prove his point is right and just blow him out of the water. Um, this game will be the last college football game also for either Fields or Lawrence, who will probably be one and two. I actually saw a little off topic here with the NFL. Um, a lot of people are starting, I wouldn't say a lot, I guess, but some people are saying that Justin Fields might drop. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is expected to go number one to the Jags, but a lot of people have said they don't think the Jets are going to take Justin Fields anymore. Um, and I mean, I, I even saw a mock draft where he goes like number nine or something like that. It's it's getting wild there. It'll be interesting to see if that's a headline going into the draft, but we'll see what happens. Anyways, uh, with this game, both their offenses are very stacked. Um, Ohio State's had a really good run game, and they'll have Olave back for this game, I believe. I think Clemson's defense is just a little better that they can make a few stops and maybe get a turnover. I don't really expect Clemson to turn over the ball much. Um, but I could be wrong. Who knows what happens? I think the start of the game might be wild here, but we'll see. Um, but I, I expect Clemson to win this game with Ohio State having a little shot to win this one. Uh, so that will lead to a Clemson-Alabama national championship. I'm not going to talk too much into this because obviously it's not set that that's going to happen. But I think Clemson's the one team that could beat Alabama. I actually went on another person's podcast and said I thought Clemson would beat Alabama if it happens. Do I still stand by that? I don't know. Um, I think Clemson is a very good team. I mean, you take into account that their one loss was without Trevor Lawrence, and then you beat that team the second time by 30. Um, I think they're getting hot at the right time. We'll see what they're able to do. I think that's the one team that can beat Alabama, but that, that, that game will really prove could anyone have really beaten Alabama this season. Uh, and so now... We'll head into the NFL world for a little bit. So the main thing I've been looking into is that Rams versus Cardinals game. The main thing is the injuries with Rams. We've seen Jared Goff is out. That's the main headline. And they will have John Wolford. Am I saying that right? Wolford? Wolford? I don't know. Um, Let's get some background on that guy. He played college football at Wake Forest. Um, he was pretty average, and then his senior year, he had a really good year um, to help build his resume, but he still went undrafted. He got signed by the Jets, had a little stint there. I think they said he only survived like three practices and something like that. So he didn't last long there, and then he actually played in the AAF, which if you guys remember, that was a league that like lasted for not even a season. Um, not the XFL, the AAF. I think they said he played for the Arizona Hotshots or something like that. And that gained the attention of the Rams, and here he is. Um, and McVay's kind of talked about him for a little bit, and he says how he believes in him. And, I mean, I kind of think of it that way as well. Like, if if he's not a good quarterback that you trust, they would have another quarterback on the roster. They would have another guy as the backup. So if he's the backup, he's got to be at least somewhat decent. I think they – Obviously, he hasn't started an NFL game, so we don't really know yet. But you also have to take into account that he's getting reps against the Rams defense, which is one of the better ones in the league. Um, Definitely better than the Cardinals. So we'll see what he's able to do for the Rams. Um, And there's also some other players on the offensive side ball missing offensive side of the ball for the Rams. 
missing. Um, and one of those includes Cooper Cup, who was just put on the COVID list. So he won't be playing. And there's also Daryl Henderson Jr., who will not be playing since he was put on the IR. So it's going to be a very hard game for the Rams to win. If Wolford is good, I think there's still a possibility they lose this one. Uh, they're going to need a very good game from their defense to stay in this one. They're going to need a low-scoring win. Um, but um, there's also concerns about Kyler Murray going into this game. He's uncertain to play in the Week 17 matchup as of right now. I I expect him to play. I think it's a lower leg injury, but the news is I'm like, if he does play, that'll really affect how much they utilize the run game with him possibly. I mean, maybe they're bluffing, but I think the Rams defense will probably play a little differently considering he might not run on that leg as much if he does play. But imagine this. Let's say Kyler Murray does not play. If you look at who their backup is, I get, I bet you won't guess it. His name is Chris Streveler. Uh, I also don't know if I'm saying that last name right. Anyways, that would mean we'd have two starters who have never played an NFL game in probably the one of the bigger Week 17 matchups. Obviously, if the Bears win, this is a straight play-in game. Um, they're happening at the same time, so we won't really know. But... Um, Obviously, I expect Murray to play, but I don't want to get. I want to get my hopes up as a Bears fan um, to hope Murray doesn't play and gives us a shot. Um, I obviously, as a Bears fan, think the Bears will lose this one to the Packers. The Packers look so good; I they just look unbelievable. So, as a Bears fan, I kind of need the Cardinals to lose, and with who the Rams have lost, I think in order to win this game, the Rams might need Kyler Murray to not play in this one. Um, either way, though, I expect this game to be low scoring. I think the Rams defense will hold the Cardinals at least enough. But will the Rams be able to score at all? I do not know. But by my next podcast, I'm probably going to do another one Saturday. Um, we'll probably know what the deal is with Kyler Murray. So we'll talk more into that later. Um, but we'll see. No more news from the football team was Dwayne Haskins getting let go. That's this is a bit of late news, but I, I don't think I've done a podcast since this came out. Um, obviously, the season's been a rough one for him. He had off the field drama, and the last two weeks they've lost with him starting. So it's it's almost like you have the off field drama, and then you're just playing bad. Um, and I mean, I think that you reach the point as Ron Rivera to say, "Yeah, we're letting this guy go." Um, it's not set though that Alex Smith will be the starter. Ron Rivera came out and kind of said. We'll have to see what happens if he doesn't start. We don't really know who we'd start if Smith doesn't uh, play. But um, And the Eagles aren't an easy team to beat. Um, and you take into account that this is going to be a Sunday night football game. Um, I expect them to lose if Smith doesn't play. I think he's the veteran you need in a game like this. A lot of pressure is going to be on this team with almost no pressure on the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is still going to want to try to prove himself as the Eagles guy this game um, against the football team's defense. That is pretty good, so we'll see how they play. Um, but when you take into account that the football team is generally a young team, you've got a guy like Chase Young, and you're going to have a Sunday night football game on Week 17, which is a must-win game. And if you lose, your rival gets in. Um 
I I think you gotta look at this game and say it's it's gonna be a lot of pressure on a team like the football team, which I don't know if they quite know how to hand. They haven't seen any action like this in a while, so we'll we'll see what happens with them. Um, in regards to Haskins, I hope he gets another opportunity somewhere. I know a lot of people kind of like to see him fail, um, but he's a young kid. Um, I think these experiences are kind of necessary for for a guy to mature sometimes. And I, he even came out and talked about it. He he said he wants another opportunity, and I think he's already matured from this experience, and he kind of knows how to be an NFL quarterback a little more. It just didn't work out with the football team. So we'll see if he gets picked up by someone. Who he gets picked up by, I did not look into that at all. Obviously, that'll probably be in the offseason. Obviously, also, he'll probably be a backup. Um, but I think it'll be a pretty solid backup that most teams would maybe want. It's a matter of the off-the-field stuff. Who will take him with that going on? Uh, and then we've got the MLB I wanted to talk about for a little bit with the Padres-Cubs trade with U Darvish. Padres also already got Blake Snell from the Rays. Now they pick up U Darvish and Victor Caratini from the Cubs. Um, as a Cubs fan, I could be wrong on this. I think Caratini was the one who caught all of Darvish's game last games last season. So that's a pretty good pickup. You could see it on the Padres now where every time Darvish pitches, you have Caratini catch. Um, I mean, it did help the Cubs that there was a DH last season. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, if you look at the other side of the trade, Cubs got Zach Davies in return, who isn't a bad pitcher, but obviously not Darvish. That's a that's a big gap between Davies and Darvish. So the Cubs get a little bit of a downgrade there. And then their package also included four very young prospects. Um, I think I looked into it. One of them was a 17-year-old. There's an 18-year-old and I think a 20-year-old. Um, and obviously... Um, this is huge for the Padres, but I almost want to talk about this more from the Cubs' perspective. This move obviously means they're headed towards rebuilding, um, and obviously they've got a lot of decisions to make with some of their star players. With Contreras, I've heard they're shopping him right now. Uh, you're going to have Chris Bryant coming up soon. What do you do with Rizzo? What do you do with Baez? Do you just get rid of everyone and try to start over? I don't know what you do. Um, but... Uh, their next moves, they're kind of completely going to start over. These next few years will probably be a little bit rough for them. But in my eyes as a Cubs fan, this trade made zero sense. The prospects they got are very young, as I said earlier. I mean, come on. One of them is 17 years old. 17. Imagine being 17 and you're getting traded around in the MLB. What? I like, I, I don't understand how you trade a guy like you Darvish and you don't get a prospect that already looks good. You're trusting that someone that's 17, I think I read none of these prospects are even top 15. How do you make this trade and not get anything better? There's no way that you couldn't have negotiated a little better and gotten someone um, of a higher caliber. Obviously, Zach Davies is a good replacement for Darvish, but if you're going to get four prospects, none of them being top 15, I don't know how you how that happens. I'd rather get two prospects that have some more experience. I This trade made no sense to me. Even if some of these prospects do pan out, maybe they do, maybe it'll be proven wrong. But it's going to take a few years. I mean, in three years, this kid's only going to be 20. So when, like, if this kid becomes something, 
And obviously, I'm saying the 17-year-old is in. He's like their number one prospect. He isn't. So there's a good shot he doesn't even become anyone that big. But, I man, I just don't understand what this trade was. But obviously, I could be wrong. This trade's going to come over time and see who wins this one. We've seen trades like this in the past where we say the Padres won this one by a lot, and then we look back on it and say, man, the Padres could have had this dude. They didn't trade for you, Darvish. So we'll we'll see what this trade pans out to be. Um, who knows where it goes. We've obviously, obviously seen some more NBA action as well over the past week. We're getting to know some teams a little better. We have two undefeated teams left, and it is the Magic and the Hawks, um, which I don't think anyone expected to really be saying that. Um, my Bulls are one and two. They finally got, or sorry, they're one and three. They finally got a win last night against the Wizards, so that was kind of nice to see. A little bit refreshing to see that we can win a game. If you take a look at all the teams that have zero wins, you've got the Houston Rockets. They've only played two games, though. Um, and then you've got the Wizards, who are 0-4, the Pistons, who are 0-4, and, and then the Raptors, who are 0-3. I mean, I look at those teams. The Pistons is understandable, but I'm surprised the Wizards are 0-4 and, and the Raptors are 0-4. Um, Rockets are 0-2. We, we'll probably see them win some games coming up. But... I, I don't understand how the Rockets are, or sorry, the, the Raptors are 0-4. I don't know what happened there with them. But obviously there's a lot to still go on with these teams. Um, I'm not going to talk about the NBA too much in the next coming weeks. Probably once like the NFL and college football is over, I'll start covering a little more. It's still really early in the season. So we're still learning about rookies and these teams' identities. Um, and I think we'll know more once a team has played like 15 to 20 games, what's really going on with them. But that's about it for this podcast. Um, I won't have another podcast till Saturday, January 2nd. And that one will go over college football playoff games we saw. Um, probably preview the national championship a little bit. Maybe we'll wait on that, though. Obviously, there's a big break between the semifinal and the final. And then... On Saturday, we'll also kind of preview the NFL week, probably pick every game. It's going to be a good NFL week. Um, I think I was looking at it. I said there's only, I think, four games that do not matter at all, including one with, like, the Chiefs in it with the bye. So almost every game of the 16 is going to have implications. Um, talked about at noon, it's all the AFC games, noon central time. All of the AFC games are taking place. The 3.25 p.m. window is all the NFC games. And we have that Sunday night recap. Uh, sorry. Sunday night nightcap um, between the football team and the Eagles, which will be a good one. Um, tonight, I'm excited to watch my school, Mizzou, play some college basketball versus Tennessee. We'll see how they do. The winner of that game will go higher in the rankings, too. It's Mizzou's number 12, Tennessee's number 7. And in the rankings, number five and six just lost. So whoever wins this game will probably move up a good amount. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm hoping Mizzou pulls it off. I'll be watching with a friend who actually goes to Tennessee. So it'll, it'll be fun to watch. Um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully I'll be happy after it. But anyways, that's all I've got. Um, 
I will see you all later. Have a great New Year's and see you on Saturday. Have a good one.